0: It's season five of On The Mic with Dr. Ace, the global mentor coach, and you're listening to Business Basics. This podcast is dedicated to helping you grow your business. Up to this point, you've been learning from my podcasting mistakes, and I hope you've been able to take away more than that. I've been sharing some business basics to help you grow and sustain your business by learning from other companies and situations. This season, I'm definitely kicking it up and digging in deep. Now, unless you're a hermit and live under a rock, you know about vaccination passports. With the new CDC guidelines here in the US causing a bit of confusion, the push from European countries to use vaccination passports to boost international travel this year raises a lot of concerns, one of which are fake passports. You heard me correctly, ladies and gentlemen, fake passports. So let's get into it. I'm looking at an article on U.S. News and it was really interesting and caught my eye because I wanted to see what's really been going on. The hospitality industry definitely took a huge, huge hit when it came to the coronavirus. And I understand the need to not have a, a consecutive year of losses, right? But there are a lot of concerns around these passports, whether it's digital or, you know, in your hand. One of the main things challenges is going to be privacy and protecting people's privacy and their information. So here we go with the article. So it's talking about, obviously, the need for having these vaccination passports. And again, European countries don't want to lose another summer holiday of revenue loss to the coronavirus pandemic. And some Asian governments in the airline industry are uniting with the European Union to develop so-called COVID-19 vaccine passports to help kickstart international Travel. They're working on systems that would allow travelers to use mobile phone apps to prove they've been vaccinated, which could help them avoid onerous quarantine requirements at their destinations. What does that mean? There are a lot of locations that require you to quarantine for 10 to 14 days. That's probably your whole vacation. Why? So what's the point in traveling if I'm going to be stuck in a hotel room quarantining for 10 to 14 days? And then on top of that, you got to get tested. So there's a lot going on that would keep people from traveling. The multiple efforts underscore the lack of one central international system to electronically verify vaccination status. The projects also face technical challenges in working together while questions about privacy and vaccine inequality linger. We still have countries in this on this planet that don't have the vaccine or they if they do they have minimal quantities available so everybody can't get vaccinated. So there's a lot going on there. Vaccination passports would add another digital layer to the multitude of existing coronavirus health and contact tracing apps that many countries and U.S. states have rolled out. Their use domestically to reopen local economies have been hotly debated, with many opposed to requiring them for pubs, concerts, and sporting events. However, there is momentum to use them for international travel, especially as countries like Iceland open their borders to vaccinated visitors and others like Saudi Arabia, start allowing vaccinated citizens to travel abroad. Now the EU's decision last week to open its borders to fully vaccinated travelers adds even more urgency. So here's how it will work. The first part of the vaccination passport is the user's official or approved electronic immunization record. The EU, China, and Japan are all working on their own digital vaccination certificates for cross-border travel. The UK, meanwhile, updated its National Health Service app last week to let fully vaccinated users prove their status when traveling abroad, coinciding with an ease of travel rules. Now, testing is currently underway for the EU's digital certificate, which will also confirm COVID-19 test results or recovery from the virus and is set to go live by the end of June, allowing residents to reunite with friends and relatives living across 30 European countries. Now, it's still unclear where and how exactly travelers in the EU, which doesn't have internal border checkpoints, will have their certificates checked. Officials in Brussels say that will be up to individual countries. Now the idea is that travelers will flash a QR code on their phones so it can be scanned at say an airport or train station using an official verification app that checks with national databases via an EU technical quote unquote gateway. The World Health Organization does not recommend vaccination proof as a requirement for international travel citing unequal distribution of vaccines even as it consults on interim guidance for developing a smart vaccination certificate. I see this as a major issue when it comes to security and privacy issues. I'm just going to say that out front. Now, when it comes to travel apps, travelers also need a smartphone app to carry any eventual official vaccination certificates. This is assuming that people have access to smartphones worldwide. We take a lot for granted in developing countries, but in low developing countries, there are people who are still using Nokia phones, some who have just basic phone technology. But it doesn't mean that they have the bandwidth or even the capacity to add this app, depending on how much space it's going to take up on the phone. These are things that have to be considered. The EU's project includes open source technology European countries can use to build their own official mobile wallets. This is going to leave room for a whole lot of scams. I'm just going to say it. The International Air Transport Association, (IATA), an airline industry group, has its smartphone IATA travel pass, which airlines including Qantas, Japan Airlines, Emirates, British Airways, and Virgin Atlantic have signed up to. A rival effort... The nonprofit Common Pass has gained traction with carriers like Kathy, Pacific, JetBlue, United, and Lufthansa. Travelers can already use the apps to verify that their COVID-19 test results are accepted at their destination. Travel Pass and Common Pass are so far only available to travelers on airlines that are using them. Both can also be integrated into airline travel apps so users can verify their vaccine status when they check in online. Both are also expected to work with the EU certificates. CommonPass says users will be able to import vaccine credentials by mid-June. Again, I see some issues here, some opportunities here for security troubles. Amid a pandemic-dimmed travel outlook, CommonPass CEO Paul Meyer said vaccine passports will only become more widespread. Our expectation is it will remain a requirement for international travel. Mm, We're going to see because if people rebel against it, it's going to go away. How would they rebel against it? They just won't travel. Trust me, people will find a way to enjoy a vacation at home so they don't have to be bothered with a bunch of stuff that they feel unsafe using. So what do travelers want? Business travelers like British public relations executive Richard Fogg welcome vaccine passports. Fogg's firm scaled back plans to attend a major telecom trade show in Barcelona next month, giving quarantine rules for people returning to the UK. Those 10 days of quarantine will have negative business implications. There's no way around it, he said, while acknowledging trade-offs, including concerns about data privacy. It really depends on the consumer. For some people, it's not that big of an issue, their data privacy. Privacy, others, it's a huge issue and I can see people lawyering up against this issue when it comes to the privacy of their data and information. I'm Merrick Seagard, CEO of Geneva based private jet broker Luna Jets. Noted travelers already hand over passports with personal data on arrival but it's not kept in a database that everybody can use across multiple platforms. You see it, you flash it, they verify looking at your face and your information, they stamp and they keep going. There's a difference in how a regular passport is used versus using something for people's personal information as far as their health is concerned, because there's opportunity to open up and get into their other health records, which is in the United States, a HIPAA violation. So that's a stupid comment. I said what I said and be mad at it, I don't care. Personally, you know, I'll be happy to tell anybody, yes, I am vaccinated or no, I'm not vaccinated, he said. Adding that vaccine passports would help avoid the logistical nightmare of multiple COVID-19 tests Europeans face when visiting other EU countries. I can see that. However, why do we need a database that can easily be compromised? I don't understand that. Here's the issue. We're getting into it. Fakes. Phony paper COVID-19 documents sold by fraudsters have been a problem during the pandemic, but developers say digital versions have safeguards that make them hard to fake. Really? They said that about passports, but people make fake passports really well all the time. They make fake driver's license. Even with that strip down the middle that's supposed to be hard to fake, people still do it. So where there's a will, there's a way. People will find a way to get around whatever they don't want to be bothered with. IATA says it doesn't verify test results or vaccination status, but acts as the conduit for registered labs to securely send those details to travelers whose identity the app can match to the person who took the test or vaccination. The app scans a traveler's face using the phone camera and matches it to passport biometric details. And there are checks to prevent someone else using their identity. Okay. Facial recognition software. That's all I'm going to say. What are the ramifications? What are the implications? How far can this go? Your face is scanned. Now it's in a database. Who's using it? Who has access to it? How can they use it? Hmm. Can it be abused by government organizations? Absolutely, it can. You can't tell me that it can't. That's why there's such an issue now with facial recognition software, even with the police using it. Security and privacy. Vaccination passports are a polarizing topic with online discussion highlighting unfounded fears that they'll be used to control people, restrict freedom, and erode privacy. Developers stress that minimal personal data is kept on phones and the only thing that gets transmitted are encryption keys allowing information to be exchanged securely. So explain how hackers get in and can hold whole organizations hostage by ransoming off their data and information that's on their servers, because this stuff is going to be held on a server somewhere. There's ways to get around encryption keys. We see it all the time. So that doesn't make me feel secure. But you know, hey, we'll get to that. If done correctly, and that's the thing, if done correctly, because earlier you heard where they said it's open source information so that people can build their own apps. If done correctly, this doesn't bring an additional level of privacy risk because you're just putting in a credential status of yes or no, said Kevin Trilly, chief product officer at ID verification company Onfido, which is working on vaccination cards technology. There's also the question of how well various vaccine credential systems will work together and whether countries will recognize each other's certificates. The UK government has warned that many countries currently accept proof of vaccination from travelers. You can't have an interoperable system on day zero. But over time, the kinks will be worked out, which helps lay the groundwork for the next pandemic, Trilly said. What about people who don't have smartphones? or families that don't have a device for each member. IADA and EU officials say they're working on solutions including paper-based options. Why can't we just use a paper-based option? Here's what I, I, if you're gonna use a passport option, I'm here for the paper-based option because that's just like flashing my passport. You see it, let's keep it moving. You're not recording any data whether it's yes or no. There are too many opportunities for backdoor activity. Just saying. I could be wrong, but I doubt it, I doubt it. So what can you do as a business owner? What are your options? First off, think for yourself. You decide how to move forward in your business. While everyone isn't dishonest, the fact remains that there are enough dishonest people out here that make doing business ethically challenging. What's the right decision for you? your employees, and your overall customer? And what are the long-term effects of your decision? You've got to weigh the pros and cons for yourself. Thanks for listening to Business Basics. Go ahead and like and share this podcast and spread the word about Business Basics. I sincerely appreciate your support and your listening ear. If there are topics you'd like me to cover or if you need a business coach, email me at info at globalmentorcoach.com. Again, thanks for tuning in with me, Dr. H, the Global Mentor Coach. Remember to spread lots of love and light. Until next time.